Uh, again, this is the Bridging the Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Malak Arif. Man, we are the movement and the voice of underground hip-hop. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest, man. One of the most underrated producers in underground hip-hop. Uh, we got my man, Nicholas Craven, man. How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing excellent, man. I'm glad uh, I got you here to chop it up, man. I got so much to talk about, man. been really... Um, been really looking forward to this one right here, man. I've been really following your traction for the past, uh, I say for the, the, the better, the better half about the past three years, man. And I'm loving, I'm really loving what I'm hearing, man. Um, you, no problem, man. No problem. Um, I want to just, uh, get to the beginning, man. Um, you know, let's, let's start from the, uh, start from the beginning and we're going to, you know, we're going to, uh, work our way up to what you got going on now, man. But, um, can you tell me, um, you know, exactly where you're from? Uh, I'm exactly from a city in uh, the province of Quebec in Canada called Elmer. And that city, I said this before, it's kind of like how, like, you got Quebec. Which no is doubt. Like one state, one province, and then you got Ontario, which is another province or state. And okay. that's the, the, the province that has, like, Toronto in it and, and Ottawa and all of that. And that... That's all English on that side. Mm-hmm. Basically, in my state, it's all French people. Okay. And, and I live like right on the limit, on the like right on the river between Ontario and Quebec. And my family's from Montreal, so about eight years ago, I moved out here. So now I run Montreal. Okay, so you read. Um, uh, what, what is that? The uh, uh, they used to have the expos out there. I remember the uh, Montreal expos and. What is it, the Mont- uh What's the the baseball team? I forgot the baseball, uh, uh, the hockey team you guys the have now. Team was the Expos. The hockey team is the Canadians. The Canadians, exactly, exactly, man. Um, well, look again, man. I, I definitely had to uh, had had to ask that, man, because a lot of people uh, may not know that. Um, you know, may may not know that about you. Um, but look, let's uh, let's keep it moving, man. Um, again. Um, how did you get? How did you? I, I wanted to ask you this, man. When we was when we talked earlier, man. How did you get the name Wes Craven, man? Uh, uh, were you like a, a horror movie fan, or <laughs> you know? No, that's my real name. My real name is Nicholas Craven. Born and raised. Wow. Because I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Wes Craven. Like when exactly. I when I, that's what Rand was thinking too. That's why he went with the, the the horror movie themes for the tapes. But no, that's my real name. Exactly, and that's what I was about to allude to. I was going to get in. I was going to get into that later when we talk about um uh that that connection, man. But I'll, I I wanted to ask you that, man. I thought it would be kind of kind of odd, man. But I I, I appreciate you ask, ask uh answering that for me, man. So um, hey, so how did you um how did you first get started off um? In hip hop, man, because I, I I read uh, something online and said that you was uh, a uh, initially like a fan of like punk rock. You was into uh, Jimi Hendrix. Um, what made you get into hip hop? Basically, it, it was natural, you know. Like when I was, I've always been into music. No when doubt. I, started, uh, I did piano from like six years old to nine year, to like twelve years old. Then from nine years old to like thirteen, I played guitar and. Um, you know, when I first started listening to music, I would listen to what my dad would play. So, Jimi Hendrix, B.B. Uh, King, right. uh, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, okay. Tracy Chapman, uh, The Doors, uh, and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Mainly rock, though, you know? Right, man. And meanwhile, you know, right. I, I, I'm, I'm younger than a lot of people in, in, the, in the movement that I work in right now. Like, I'm 27. Jesus! So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, so me when I was a kid, like I was eight years old in two thousand, right? Wow! So, so, like I was in high school. I think I, the I, I, I <laughs> when I got kind of accustomed to hip hop, it was more like Fifty and, and Eminem, and right? Chris, no doubt, and guys like that, right? Mm-hmm. And like, so I didn't have. You know, I didn't really connect with a lot of hip-hop that I saw on, like, TV when I was a kid. Like, you guys had MTV. We had much music. Mm -hmm. It was basically my major, like, presentation to hip-hop was through that. Okay. And I wasn't crazy about what I was seeing. But I did like, you know, I did like... I remember when I was a kid, the first time I heard Changes by Tupac, I loved that. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, I used to love, like, Roll Out and Saturday by Ludacris. Oh, yeah. I used to like Eminem, you know, shit like that. Okay. And... When my, 
guitar teacher basically moved out of the city, right. and I didn't have anybody to teach me guitar anymore. Around the same time, my homie's big brother, my friend Simon, his big brother Vincent, mm-hmm. he showed me uh, Acid Pro, like a program to like multi-track record stuff, right. to like chop samples on. Okay. And he, and the day he showed me that, he showed me Raekwon, he showed me MF Doom. He showed me, like, how to, like, sample from, like, cartoons and, like, TV shows. Okay. Basically all on the same day. Mm. And so I went from, like, you know, like, Green Day and Jimi Hendrix to, like, MF Doom and Raekwon at, like, 12 years old. <laughs> wow, that's interesting, man. Just like that, huh? Yeah, so, yeah basically. Because, like, I remember just going down in the basement of my friend's house, and we heard, we would hear his big brother and his friends do music. Right. There would be all these like flute instruments and like violins and all of this shit. And I was like, how are you getting all these like instruments? Where are you getting these musicians? Okay. And he basically told me, no, that's sampling. Like I'm getting that off of records. Wow. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. So like right there, like, you know, I was young and you, you, you know, you wouldn't think that that's how you made hip hop listening to in the club. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 it's almost like a, a, a culture shock man like your 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 transformation that happened so quickly man and to to hear that you know what you would uh originally listen to uh compared to what you're doing now man is 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 very profound man is 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 interesting man so you know being that you're a younger producer uh, a, a younger producer and you know you got into uh hip hop at a time where the culture was was kind of shifting a little bit as far as uh the um the sound um what were some of the albums that you remember that really stood out to you you know around that time we, we i know I, I heard you say ludicrous i heard you uh say uh g unit just you know just touch on it just a couple of albums if you if you can remember basically i remember like like one of the last days in, in elementary school because I had a, I had a punk band in okay. elementary school. Wow! Like for like two years, me, and my friend Jean Pierre, and my friend Payam, we had a group. And uh, Jean Pierre once came to school, and he had a, he had the documentary, the game CD. Oh man, that was a classic. Exactly, and like I remember, he was like, "Yo, this is the shit. This is the shit." And I was like, "No, that's Fifty Cent. Fuck that. No, no, no." And then like around that time, he showed me like a song, like a fake, like Easy E feature that the game had done called "Still Cruising." I remember that. I think that was the first hip hop song I ever actually like listened right. to repeat for like ever. Like I would like, listen to that song repeat for like right. a whole day. Like it's called "Still Cruising." Mm. Easy E in the game. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. It's like the beat is this piano beat, right. and I just love that track so much. And then I got more accustomed with the documentary, and it's actually when I heard "Hate It or Love It" that I was like, you know, I, I remember that technique of like beat making that my friend's brother had showed me. When I heard "Hate It or Love It," that's okay. the first time that like. I like was really like okay no let me actually try this on my own and try to make a beat like this hated or love it right so hated or love it was like really important for me then like in my first years of like looking at hip hop music I was looking at it on iTunes Store basically, okay like in like 2006 2007 and I remember I was just looking at, like new releases and that year the Big Bang by Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes yes Ryan sir came out. And Blood Money by Mob Deep. Mob Deep, yes, sir. You know, that's still G-Unit and that's still Aftermath, so, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't exposed to any underground yet, mm-hmm. but those albums were really important. Also, the Raekwon album, the Raekwon mixtape called The Da Vinci Code. Got it. The, the Vatican mixtape volume two, The Da Vinci Code. Oh, my God. That was that, big for me, too. Woo! You talking some music right now, brother. You talking, a lot of people forget about that, uh, that Da Vinci Code, man, um, that, that, that bring back some memories, man. So uh, with that being said, man, so when did you actually start making beats or when did you, you know, like when did you start taking it, uh, you know, t- start taking it seriously? Well, like I said, well, seriously, man, that, that came way later. Okay. That's that, I, I started taking it seriously like I am now in 2018. Okay. But like there was, there, there was, you know, evolution in what taking it seriously was. Like as a kid... For like basically when my friend's brother showed it to me, okay, I took it in and like I never, I fucked around with it a little bit, but I didn't really connect with it too much. Okay, and then when Hated or Love It came out, that's when, well, around the same time, maybe a few months later, when I heard Hated or Love It, 
that's when I really started going to the computer every night and trying to listen to samples and find ways to make beats like that. Okay. And then around 2009, that's when I first, like, one of my friends started rapping on my beats and I started recording and mixing albums and doing album covers. Okay. Like, I probably did, like, 30 or 50, like, albums just with my friends, like, before I even ever started, like, getting serious, like, with, like, actual, like, career rappers. And, um... Basically, also in 2015, I was still just fucking around with my friends, basically doing the same thing I was doing since 2009, just like pressing up local mixtapes and just trying to sell them. Um, in 2015, uh, that's when I kind of, there's something like fucked up that happened in my life. Like I lost my driver's license and everything. So I was like kind of ashamed of myself. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta switch it up this year and like make myself proud and do some, some dope shit. Okay. So that year, I basically, because I hadn't done that yet, I basically got videos done for all my friends that had done projects with me, so everybody got a, a really good video. Okay. And that's also the year that me and the god Fahim started working, and that I flew down to Atlanta to do three videos with him, including the one for a song we did called Nosferatu. Mm, I was just about to ask that uh, that question, man. Who was your um, the first artist, man? Because I... I really got into you, um, like I said, about three years ago through the Conway remixes, man. So, um, nice. yeah, yeah, I love, we're going to touch on it, uh, also, man. Um, but like I said, I, I got into you, um, in 2017, uh, through that Conway, uh, the, uh, the Conway remixes, uh, uh, volume one. And I remember, um, I also went back and, and, and um, I, I know you had some albums that was um, before that, but I, you know, a lot of times I like I like to go back to the very first album. So I did go back to uh, the uh, Judy, Judy and Frank Francois. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah. yeah. And Francois. I'm so, yeah. Okay, just make sure I'm pronouncing it uh, correctly, man. I, and I remember that you had a track on there with Rock Marcy, man. And you know, I really like I said, man. That was a, it was an instrumental album. But how was it, you know, like linking up with Rock Marcy, like, you know, around that time? Because this was around the time, like, he was, he was starting to bubble around that time, you know? Basically, like, that's like 2014. I did that during the summer. Yes, sir. That's, uh, that's a remix. That's not an actual collaboration with Rock. Oh, okay. And I labeled it, I labeled it like if it was an actual song. So I used to do that with remixes. Like I would like put them out as like a song featuring the artist and not act, and change the name of the song. Uh-huh. But no, that's actually a remix of, uh, I think, Boss Material, the song with Hus Kingpin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, Warm Hennessy, I forget. I had, I had, I had no, uh, no idea. Warm Hennessy, that came out, I believe, like two years ago. I remember that. That's the uh, the EP, Warm Hennessy. Yeah, that was a repress of uh, some stuff you put out in like 2012, 2013. You know what? You just told me something right there. I had no idea, man, um, that that was that old. I, th- I thought that um, I thought that was newer material when I heard that back in 20, uh, 2018. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's like, and I'm not working with the uh, the company that originally put that out. The company called. Uh, uh, actually, was that the, the project put, put out? Anyways, around that time, he was working with a company called Goodfellas, and they're the ones that put out Boss Material. I'm not sure if they put out everything that's on the Warm Hennessy, but okay. I, I might be mistaken on that. But all that to say, yeah, that was uh, that was an acapella from like 2012, from around the same era as uh, as Warm Hennessy. Okay, yeah, man, you got like I said, um, you, you were doing a lot of um. A lot of instrumentals, man. It seemed like up uh, up until I say uh, twenty eighteen when you when you uh, twenty seventeen when you dropped the uh, the Craven project, man. So um, my question to you, man, what, what do you prefer? You know, do you prefer doing uh, instrumental albums or do you prefer like working with artists? And uh, you know, definitely working with artists. Definitely, like, that's not even like it's not even competition. Like I don't want to do beat tapes, basically. Okay. Like I'll do, I'll do them sometimes, and now I've done a couple that had a kind of cool concept that people really like, like the Nico Bellic and the Def Soul one. Okay. But um, nah, me, it's like at the end of the day, my beats aren't made to be listened to instrumentally. Like my beats are made for people to rap on. Like that's what they're made for. There's yeah. always that missing. Exactly. There's not a rapper on them. Like there's something like it's not it's not as, at its full potential. Okay. And I just basically did those tapes. I just needed to get the ball rolling. Okay. Well, look. Let me I, let me like go that, back. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry, that I was just 
was going to say that true tape, Francois tape. Mm -hmm. Like that was basically what that was. I was like in 2014, I didn't really have any work with anybody. And I discovered Marciano in 2013, and I just loved, like, the no drum sound and the just, like, straight looping shit up, not adding any boom no drums. Because at that point, I was, like, working 12-hour shifts. And when I would get home, I didn't really want to listen to, like, M.O.P. and DJ Premier. Like, I wanted to <laughs> listen to, like, just, like, smooth, like, Curtis Mayfield or Marvin Gaye or Sade or shit like that. Wow. So it's like, that type of hip-hop, to me, was, like, more grown. It was, like... We don't need the big drums. It's all about the lyrics exactly. and about like the beat. And if like you need the drums because like the, the the melody of the sample and the lyrics aren't enough to hold you, well, it's not for you. It's not for exactly. I agree. I, I tell a lot of. I tell a. I'm sorry. I'm no. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just wanted to. Uh, I also wanted to add on to piggyback what you're saying. You know, a lot of times, you know, with um, artists like Rock Marciano, Hus Kingpin, you know, guys like that, um, it's an acquired taste. You know, it's like it's not it's, it's not for everybody. You know, um, minimalistic drums is is not for everybody. You know, but you got to. Exactly. But to me, but it was for me. So when I heard it, I, to me, sure it's if Hoswaz was like my first venture into making a project with that sound. Okay. Yeah, I, I like it, man. I like it. I know you. I mean, I know that was your first project, man. But when I go back, because I still, you know, I I I, I went back and, and 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 dug deep into your catalog, man, and I checked a couple of those. Um, uh, you know, like uh uh. uh you know, you got this one, uh, Kagmusha, Kagmusha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like what I'm hearing, man. I mean, I, I can see the progression from where you were at to where you are now, man. I definitely see, um, your appreciation for, for the, the culture and your, uh, your ear for, um, for music, man. But I wanna, um, I wanna, I wanna go back a little bit, man. Like, um, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, being that you from, uh, Montreal, man, like, how was it growing up? Like growing up in Montreal, and how was the hip hop scene in uh, in Montreal? Or, you know, around the time that you was uh, when you when you were younger. Uh, basically, like just as far as the whole like province of Quebec, it's like we have a beef with the rest of Canada because we're French and they're English, and like the French got here first, and then the English came and like beat the French in the war and like took over Canada. Okay. So basically, like. Quebec's really scared that it's gonna lose its quote unquote like French culture. So Quebec, the government puts a lot of money into creating a culture here. Like we have our own, like basically most people in Quebec, they don't speak English and wow. they don't really know a lot of like new American or Canadian music. They don't really know a lot about like the new actors, the mm -hmm. new like names and everything. Right. We have our own celebrities in this 8 million people's like province right here. <laughs> we have, like, wow. Our own celebrities, yeah. our own musicians, our own everything. And it's like none of it is really like it's a lot of it is just like a copy of something happening in the States or happening <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. And it's just like a lesser version of it. Some of it's great. Like, mm. you know, we, we got like, you know, we got great, great, great musicians from, like, the last, like, 100 years. But okay. A lot of it is just, like, derivative. So mainly, like, basically the hip-hop culture here is, like, I'll, I'll just say it right here, it's pretty whack. Like, it's just pretty whack. Basically, like, like you know Toronto, you know, like, Tory Lanez. You of, know course. Tory, you know of course, of course. You know right. Party Next Door. You don't know anybody from Montreal, and we're 4 million people here. Wow. Now, how, now, you know I mean? now, how far is Montreal from like Toronto? Uh, it's right. In, it's six hours from Toronto, five and a half from New York. Okay. New York City. Like we're, I'm one hour from New York State. Like I, I, I do a one hour drive, and I'm in upstate New York. Okay. So, do you currently reside in? Um, you currently res, uh, reside in the states, or are you still in Canada now? No, I'm in Montreal. I'm okay. Okay, man, that's I know I had um I had no idea that Montreal was that close to um you know was that close to the states, man. I, I know Toronto was really close to Buffalo, but I you just hey you just told me something else, man. I never knew that, man. Um, but yeah, so we border Vermont, we border uh, Maine, we border New York, like so, like yeah, no, we're right here. Right, that's dope, man. That's dope. So my, um another a question I really wanted to ask you, man, like. Listening to your production and just hearing how you was how, how you uh, were talking about uh, the records and the music that you listen to, man. How do you go about like picking your records and you know 
how, how can I, I want to, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm phrasing this right. Um, how would you describe your sound? way for me to say it and I, I won't ever put that down on paper or anything, right but just like between me and you okay. just call it rock marciano type beats i love it i love it man hey say just no like more like i do have my own little thing going and like rock respects it like rock like you know like he like he fucks with me and, no doubt uh, like i'm not i don't think i'm literally like copying rock marciano uh-huh i basically i basically always look for samples the way i look for samples but it's just Rock Marcy gave me the courage of not necessarily having to put drums on it every time. Yeah, I, lo- so, I love that, man. I don't really know how I describe it. The best way to describe it is just hip-hop, I think. I would say, man, I, I, listen, I respect what you just said, man, but I, I would add, I would, I would like to add to that. Like, to me, man, you, you, it's, it's a soulful feeling, man. Like, you know, your, your, your music, man, I see your appreciation, man, and your knowledge from the different genre, genres and I wanted to know, this is one of the questions I always wanted to um, ask um, pr- uh, a, a producer, man. Like, when you, um, how do you go about picking your records? It's really, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get, like, really con- concentrate on making sure that you just look for and take what resonates with you. you okay. Know? Like, whatever I listen to that just hits me, that I'm like, oh, wow, this is, like, beautiful, that's what I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, like, there are a few, like, restraints that no matter how beautiful it is, I can't use it. Like, if the beat's too quick, like, if it's, like, a like a 110 BPM type beat or something, right. I got to slow it down, like, 30 BPMs to, for it to be, like, rappable to, like... Uh, like you know, I won't be able to use that. But basically, it's anything that I hear that just I love. Okay. That's it. And it's and it's like and that's not it's it hasn't been that easy for me to do that because mm. like you gotta find what you love. Right. You gotta figure it out. You gotta take risks. You gotta adventure places. You gotta you gotta eliminate a lot of thought of like oh this would be perfect for this type of beat. Right. If you don't necessarily like it, like. Like, you know, it, it does happen to me sometimes that I'll hear something that I'm not that crazy about, but I'll just know that it would make a good beat. Okay. I'll make a beat out of it. And sometimes some of the, those are some of the beats that rappers like the most. Right. But, like, I always try to focus on just taking what I love and what makes my heart, like, squeeze. Man, I, I can dig it, man. I definitely, uh, I can definitely hear and feel that in your music, man. And, you know, what I, um, just asked you was really it was was originally a two part question because also um, a two part question excuse me um, I also wanted to know like and I always wanted to ask a producer man like when you guys are picking records and and picking out you know picking out samples what, what have you like do you actually like listen to them or do you just pick the samples out just for you know whatever hip hop artist that you work do you actually like sit down with a OJ's album or Curtis Mayfield album and just oh, for sure. and just sit down and just enjoy the music. Every song. Every song. Yeah, just go down, sit down, you know, like with Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith that's album. What I do. That, that's basically my life for the past thirteen years. I just listen to like five albums every day. Wow. See, this is why I that's got you I on do. here. It's just like anybody who ever asked me, like, "Yo, I'm an up and coming producer." Right. Can you tell me the only thing that you have to do is make all the time in your life to listening to music. Man, That's I, all you have to do. I, Sometimes it's not even about listening to shit you're going to sample. Exactly. Learning new music, learning new ways to use instruments, new ways to use melodies, new ways to use rhythms. Like, sometimes I'll listen to something else. Like, I can listen to... I can just, Sometimes I'll look at a movie and it's going to teach me something about making hip-hop. Okay. So it's just about really just like... What we're sampling, right? We're, right. We're taking other art and we're not even like recreating it or, or whatever. We're taking it a mm-hmm. part of it exactly and right. we're modifying that part. We're not like, you know, so it's all about just finding the art. And like once you find all the art that you like, you find the different points that are similar in all of it. So then you can understand what is making you go towards that type of art, you know? Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's all about just listening to albums. Like, I won't necessarily, like, if I listen to the song and it starts off with, like, a super quick, like... Right. Like, super quick, like, 
disco type BPM, and then I, I'll, I'll probably scroll through it to see if there's any like break in the beat or any slowdown mm, or anything. Okay. And like if I don't find anything, then it's on to the next song. Right. But if the next song's a slow jam, I'm listening to every <laughs> part of that song. No doubt. To the song in its entirety, that I'm going back and listening to the parts I liked, then I'll listen to it. Like it's like. You have to listen, like, and people will also just take the intro off a sample and not look deeper into the song and what else is coming. Yeah, I, I um, I'm listening to what you're saying, man, and the reason why um, I'm glad I, 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 I appreciate you being here, and I'm glad I. I have the right one as far as when we talking about that uh, that that aspect of uh, sampling because I was recently watching and I don't want to say the producer's name, um, but he was just uh, scrolling. He was as he was sampling, you know, he would listen to like the first maybe ten seconds of a song, and a lot of these were great legendary albums. I'm talking about Graham Central Station, uh, Loggins and Messina, and he would just kept on going, and I'm like. Bruh, those are some great records, man. You gotta, and he's a big, well-known mainstream producer. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you that because I always wanted to know, you know, even from you to DJ Premier, like, do you guys ever just sit down? But you gave me a great, um, great response, man. I pre, I appreciate you breaking that down for me, brother. No problem. Um, also wanted to uh, ask you, uh, as far as like the the the. Records and um, I mean, who do you think has a better selection? You know, you the U.S. or, or Canada? When I mean, you go going crate digging, that's you know, that's I think you can you know the answer. Yeah, I just thought about that. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you think you mean like like when you're going like a lot of which, times? Which, which country has the best stores to dig, or which country has the best music that came out of it? No, 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 stores like digging. Like we're talking. I'm uh, right now. I'm still on. I'm still on uh, records and sampling and making music, not the the scene. You know what I'm saying? Like like it might be better, might be better in Canada. See, see, see. To me, it's like. The States is where hip-hop lives, so, like, everybody in, in every city in the States is a guy doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's not as many in Montreal. So you'll say... So, or in Canada in general, so I feel like a lot of the fucking the record stores have a lot of untouched stuff. I was just about to say that because um, I was listening to... Um, I was watching a video where um, it was uh, uh, Knife Wonder and... Um, Knife Wonder and Crisis, they were talking about, um, you know, crate digging. And they was they were saying, you know, um, China is one of the best places to, um, you know, uh, go uh, crate digging, man. No, no it, it's untouched. Exactly. Exactly. Like hip-hop is censored on television in China. Exactly, because it's a, a communist uh, 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 country. But, yeah, man. So, I just, you know, I always wanted to, like I said, ask, ask a producer about I that, just, man. I just want to clarify, though. I have never been digging in the States, though. Never? No, I fuck up. Like, I, I go on trips. Like, I went to Panama, the, like, a few years ago, and I forgot to go digging. Mm. I was just having too much fun. Like, I don't even think about that shit. <laughs> I have to fix that. That's a, that's a big mistake in my in my habits. We got some... You know, I got to... Gotta make more time for digging when I go out. Yeah, man, we got some great stores, man. Check out when you come here, man. Uh, come to Philadelphia, man. Um, where I live at here in DC, man, we used to have a great selection, man. But a lot of the um, a lot of the record stores closed down. New Orleans is really good too, man. If you ever come to the states, man, I I get a lot of records from uh, Philadelphia and uh, New Orleans, and I think because of the um, the rich musical history that. Um, you know, Philadelphia through the Philly soul and, you know, New Orleans, that New Orleans, jazz, that, that, you know, so, hey, check it out when you get an opportunity. But look, I want to fast forward, man. Um, talk about this. This, uh, like you said, um, you really start taking it seriously in uh, 2017 or 2018, if I'm correct. Yes. OK, so I remember that Conway remixes, too, man. Um, what what made you want to um, put that project together. How did that come uh, how, how did that come to pass? You know, and how did you how did you um, hear about Conway? How did you get into him? Well, basically, like, I heard about Griselda at first in uh, 2014 when I heard uh, Hitler Wears Hermes 2. Mm. West Side Gun. I saw that. I remember, I remember a few months before that Rest in peace. I heard uh, Sean Price and Westside do a song called Black Tar. Yeah, that's at the end. One of the um, songs at the end of the album. 
Yeah, yeah, but they came out like that, that, they put that at the end of uh, Hitler Three. Yeah, it's at the end. But, I remember it. But that came out like 2014. Yes, it did. Like mm-hmm. a year and a half before, right? So I heard that, and you know, I'm a fucking like diehard Sean Price fan. That's my so, top five all time. Easy. Well, I got he's in my top ten, and I don't like put him in any order, but he's in my he's equal to all the nine others in my top ten to me. You, you, you do you do it the same way I do. I don't. Ghostface is number one for me, and then after that is everybody. Well, everybody else is, you know, you can rank them from one to ten. It don't matter, you know. Fuck it, I'll give it to you. You can have it on record. To me, it's Ghost, Rock, Marcy, Ice Cube, Prodigy, Sean Price, Cameron, Jay Z, Redman, MF Doom. Wow, that you, you're getting up there. You got about eight. I'm counting eight. Um, That's about eight. I think that I can't remember the other ones. Yeah, man, it 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 it, 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 it changes. Oh man.
So we got, um, we're going to have Derringer, Alchemist, and I'm going to say Harry Fraud. Who would you start? Who would you bench? Who would you cut? Start Al, bench Derringer, cut Harry Fraud. <laughs> and that, that, wow, in that order. Okay. Harry Fraud, Playing in the Wind is like one of my favorite beats ever. French Montana song. Yes, I love, yeah, wind. man. Uh, Harry Fraud is, he's, he's easily in, in my top five today of my current producers today, man. Easily. I, lo- I love a lot of the stuff that he does, man. So, all right, we're going to do it one more time. Now, check this out. Now, as far as, I gave you those, uh, those current producers. Now, start, bench, or cut. We got RZA. DJ Premier, and I'm going to say um, P-Rock. Okay, well, let's uh, start Premier, Bench, Rissa, Cup, P-Rock, for sure. But, like, you're giving me, you're making me Cup, P-Rock. That's kind of, uh, <laughs> like, because like, Premier's the best, and Rissa's right thereafter, so. That's a tough one, like, man. I, like, I don't know, like, P-Rock, like, I love him, but, like, is P-Rock better than Dr. Dre? Like, you got to compare him to those type of names. I mean, you, are you asking me? Because I can... I can <laughs> you, you might be asking a wrong person because I'll say yeah. Yeah, I, I like... I don't, I don't really... I don't really care much for, like, a lot of um, Dr. Dre's recent music. Like, when I, when I look at a producer, I look at their uh, body of work throughout the years, and Dre, to me, is a legend. Let's make no mistake about it. But I don't, I don't continue to enjoy his music when he releases something, which is rarely. But I, I love the the album that Pete Rock did with Smoke Dizza. Um, I like the album that he did with uh, Flea Lord, even those weren't some of his best beats. But I wouldn't, uh, I don't have a strong argument. Let's make that clear. Also, I don't have a strong argument, but my personal preference is I like, I, I like Pete Rock. You know. I hear you, but. Uh, the only thing I'll say to that is Mecca and the Soul Brother and like, you know, Classic. Soul Brother number one, those are not close to Doggy Style. No, they're not. They're not. So, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. Like I said, I don't have a strong argument. It's just personal. It's just, it's just personal preference, man. So, uh, look. So I said Soul Brother number one. I meant Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor. There you go. Um, that's the P-Rock solo album. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever best P-Rock album you can come up with, they don't touch the chronic. They don't touch uh, the DOCs. No one can do it better. Oh, man. You know your stuff. Compton. They don't touch the chronic. You yeah. probably don't even touch 2001 if you want to get real. Like, nah, but, nah. Like, P-Rock. Like, I love him. Like, you like, get, you, 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 Right, that's why I'm surprised that you said Dr. Dre. Like you really threw me for a loop, man. I respect it because I respect Dr. Dre, but I I, I would have thought that you would probably lean it a little bit more towards you know P. Rock, man. But you you know that's interesting. Dre's yo, Dre's Dre, man. He you is. Know, I know, man. I know Dre. Dre's Dre's a legend, man. Can't ain't no ain't no arguing that, man. But look, so um, we gonna keep it moving, man. Um, like I said, how on on um. Your first album, man, you got all three members of Griselda, man. You got Benny, you got Conway, you got West Side Gun. How was it working with them, man? You know, how did that, how did that, you know, how did you guys connect? Well, like I told you, I just started hitting West and Conway as soon, like, after I heard, uh, I heard, like, Hitler, Hitler 2 in like December 2014 mm-hmm. and in 2015 like I told you I started like sending emails out that's when I started working with Fahim okay. after I saw that he was with Griselda because he was with Griselda back then and um, wow you know what I forget all about that man him and Mac Homie was with Griselda yeah Mock uh, him Camouflage Monk Camouflage Monk yeah man wow you man you taking me you taking you going back man yeah, you going back that. Basically, that was that was Griselda back then. They yeah. had three producers. They had Derringer, Monk, and Fahim. Yes, sir. And rappers. They had Wes and Conway at first, and then they brought in Mock for a minute. Right. They did an EP yeah. with Mock. Uh, they did a they did a project. They did a project with uh, Mock, uh, Conway, and um. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get scared. But don't get scared. Is, like they didn't really push it, but like there was an album on Griselda's SoundCloud called Black Pearl with another rapper, and it was Fahim. 
And that was all camouflage monk beats, except the first beat on there that was called Pray For Me. And okay. when I heard Pray For Me, that that's the thing that just, like, I heard that and I just understood. Like, I didn't even know Fahim did that beat. Wow. But when I heard it, I was like, this is one of the greatest beats I've ever heard. This kid is just, like, just smoking the song. like, And that's, like, so I started sending emails out to Fahim also. And Fahim right. was the first that I worked with. Mm-hmm. But then... After I came back from Atlanta, that's when I got with uh, with Conway. Fahim is underrated. You know, basically, I just I just paid them for the verses. I paid them. I paid Wes, um, and, and yeah, I just got the song. You ever get a chance to meet those guys? No. No. Okay. I met Fahim though. Fahim, like I told you, as soon as we worked, like I flew, to, like a few months later, I flew down. We shot a video for a song, and we shot also a video for two other songs. Man, I'm gonna be honest, man, and and that, you know, man, that I'm talking to, you know, one of the guys that I really, really love as far as music, man. I'm just really getting into Fahim, man, and I'm 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 embarrassed, man. This this kid is amazing, man. He is so underrated, man. I had to say that, man, because that album, uh, the Dump God uh, uh, Olympics, and he has a, a projects with Mark Homme, man. Those those projects, man, they, they they're blowing my mind right now, man. I'm, I'm I can't believe that I'm just getting into this guy, man. I've always seen him, uh, you know, on features and you know things of that nature, man. But I've been I've been hip to Mac Makami for a while, but I didn't realize, man, that God Fahim is he's dope, man. He's really dope. Yeah, he's one of one for sure. He is, no, no he's doubt. Never, there's never been an artist like him. Right? Okay, no doubt, and um. Now, like I said, we we were just talking about uh, you know um, Griselda. What do you think about the the, the movement uh, that they have right now, man? As far as like carrying the flag uh, for underground hip hop, man. How do you how do you feel about that? Um, man, it's like it's great to see them do their thing, man. Beautiful, man. I love it. Yeah, I love it, man. Okay, okay. I also meant to. Um, I wanted to ask you this earlier, man, but you kind of touched on it a little bit. But what type of equipment uh, you use and um, I know you mentioned your first uh, piece of equipment. What what exactly was that? What what do you currently use, and um, what did you uh previously use when you initially got started? I hope I, that's not too much. I'm asking too much. The last <laughs> Pro uh, was the software. I remember made that by Sony, and that's what I used to use. And then in the 2010, I switched. I got a Mac, uh, an iMac, okay. and I switched to Ableton. And now I've been on Ableton on Apple since like 2010, basically. That's mm. all I. Oh, that's all I use. Like I just work it on the computer. I have like my turntable, my Stanton. Right. It's like a T20, I think, and I got a, a Stanton mixer, T60, I think it's called or something. Okay. M60, and I got a, a two i4 Focusrite sound card. Okay. That's all though. I don't. I don't really use an MPC or anything like that. I chop everything on the sequencer on Ableton. No like, doubt. With the, just like copy paste and cut. No doubt, no doubt. So, how long it normally take for you to make, you know, to, for you to make a beat? Quick, it's quick. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, fucking. You're pro at this shit. <laughs> surgical, you surgical in the lab. I get it, I get it. Uh, I can, I can, I definitely hear it, man. So, um, would you consider yourself like? And I, I I'm not even. I ask this to all producers, man. But to you, I really do not even need to ask this question, man. So, I'm gonna just say, what do you think about? Um, a lot of these beat makers calling themselves producers, man. Or do you really feel like, is that like the term beat maker? Do you feel like that's a, it has a negative connotation now that uh, the technology is so advanced now, you know, compared to, you know, where, what it was 20 years ago? Man, it's whatever the client needs, really. If like, like I'm a producer on some shit, I'm just a beat maker on some other shit. Okay. Like some other shit is produced by somebody else, but like I made the beat. No doubt, no doubt. I can, I can respect that. Albums, like you know, I produced like the Edo album, the Valentina Rizzuto. Like I produced that. I produced my Cravenette albums. I produce, you know, all that stuff. Like with Fahim, we like uh, Fahim produced really the Double Olympics tape. Like I sent him some beats, and he picked the beats, and he put the tape together, chose the names of the songs, and everything mm-hmm. like that. So. He, more, he like kind of produced that album, even though I made like three beats on it, and it's like a collab album. And uh, even in a way, like uh, Ransom on these last three directors cut. 
Hey, we gonna talk about that whole. Hey, hold that, hold that thought, man. We gonna talk about that, man. I hope you got a little time. I hope I'm. We 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 on uh, forty five minutes, man. But I definitely wanna, like I said, I want you to tell your story, man. And um, forgive me, man, but I love your body of work, man. And I want to talk about it. And I want people to get. I want people to be uh, uh, knowledgeable of your of your body. I know it's so easy. You can type in the discog or whatever, man. But you know, we we definitely gonna get into that. So. Um, before we, we get into that, man, how was it working with, like you, you mentioned, um, uh, the, uh, Valencia and Rizzuto album with Ido, man. I, he is one of my favorite MCs right now out of Rochester, New York, man. How was it working with, with, with him on that, that album, man? Cause I freaking, I love it. I love it. I was smooth, man. We did that. Like, it just took us about like, you know, a few months, put that together. And it was just easy, man. Like, he's just, he's just a really cool guy, just down to earth, just, like I said, like, that's another tape that, like, I never met Ito. Like, I've never met him. Like, but that was all done through emails, and it was just smooth, man. Just like, Ito's just a good, good, real guy. Okay, so do like a lot of times. Okay, when you net, say you uh, like, I, I, I hear, I'm hearing you saying some of these guys you never met. Do you, do you actually talk to them on the phone, or you know? Yeah, for sure, but like. Like, actually, like, you know, I talked to the, on the phone to, like, you know, Marciano, to, to to Rand, to Lowe, and shit like that. I don't even think me and Ito actually ever talked on the phone, to be completely honest. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. And, like, to, and me and Rand, when we did scene one and scene two, we did those two albums without ever, ever talking voice to voice. Like, all three mm. That's crazy, man. You would never that, think, that, man. And since, 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 like, scene two, me and Rand have been, like, talking more. Okay. Like, like now we're talking, but like, yeah, no, it was all just like, it was just, it's just like we know our roles, you know? Like, right. We should, like, it, that's why it works with these people. It's just like, we both share the vision. They know what they want, and you and, and you know, uh, uh, you know how to give it to them. It's yeah, it's just like everybody just keeps it professional and just like plays the role to their best of their capacities, and it's just, it's okay. beautiful, man. It's just this rewarding work. Uh, man, I, I love to hear that, man. Because I, I, when I hear that from a producer such as yourself, man, I know that um, I'm going to continue to be getting great music, man. And you know that brings me to my next question, man. Like uh, being that, you know that um, you know you're 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 part of the underground hip hop uh, genre, man. I hate to even use that term, man, because. Honestly, man, that's what I, I'm the voice of. I'm trying to be the voice of, of, of this culture, man, as far as underground hip hop. I want to bring it to a, a bigger audience, man, a bigger light, do all I can to give back to the culture. And I, like I said, I definitely appreciate you uh, being uh, here, um, having this conversation with me. But um, have you ever had the urge, man, to like, you know, you see what what's going on with 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 Tory Lanez and those guys, man, and the, you know, the party next door. Have you ever had the urge to like, man, maybe I should, I don't know, man, maybe I should just switch it up a little bit, man. Have you, you know. Yeah, I did. And then I found out about Rock Marchand. Honestly, that's how, that's how I went. Cause it's like, before that I was doing like, I was starting to, you know, listen to a lot of, uh, like Fredo Santana and like, uh, Lil Bibby to try to like figure out the patterns for like mm-hmm. drill beats and shit. That's what's like, up. Honestly, like I, I still have those beats, but, but uh, like, and they were with samples still. That's the thing. No doubt. They were with the same type of samples. I just always, like, you know, just tried to switch up the drums. Because, like, I also, like, I forgot to say this. Like, the thing in Quebec, well, in Montreal and in Quebec, like, once again, because it's French. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, everything we got is just, like, a French Quebec version of, like, Future or, like, whatever <laughs> you want to Wow. The only people that should really probably know their names, they come from... Quebec okay. are producers because we don't fuck with language like you can enjoy our shit if you're French or English the same mm-hmm. way, you know so you probably heard of A-Track of course he uh, did it uh, from Montreal. I had no idea he was um, he did a project with Wale back in 2015 that I, I freaking love man exactly A-Track's a genius A-Track won uh, the, he, he was like number one DJ in the world he won like the big competition right right I, I remember that I remember that I'm, I'm, I'm a fan I, I I, I swear I had no idea he was from uh, I had no idea he was from Canada period yeah, all my friends like from Montreal that are from his generation they all like uh, they like anybody who fucks with hip hop like they used to fuck with him okay okay yeah, and like you've heard of Lunis 
Now I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him. He's part of a group called Oh man, what's the fucking name? Like, like I, I don't listen to like because a lot of these guys like they do more up tempo dance type of stuff. Right. Let me, let me, let me just not fuck this up. Let me just. <laughs> nah, it's all. Hey, man, we having a conversation, man. I, I get it, man. It's, but go ahead. I respect. Yes, uh, tonight, that's it. I was gonna say overnight or weekend or something like that. Okay. Sort of a, of a, of a duo with Hudson Mohawk called Tonight T N G H T, and they're big. Like they've like like Kanye samples them on his albums and shit like that. And I've heard of Hudson Mohawk. Once again, Lewis, he's from Montreal. He's he's just a beat maker. He doesn't rap, doesn't sing anything, right? Okay. And also, have you heard of King Trinata? No, I've never heard of King Trinata. I like some of his stuff. King Trinata's from, like, basically the same, like, part of the city I'm, I'm in. Okay. Wow. From the southwest, from LaSalle. And he's huge. He had his own, like, radio show on BBC Radio 1. Like, so, like, and all these guys, if you listen to them, they do make music that's a bit more, like, commercially appealing than mine. Mm-hmm. But all of their music is very unique and artistic. Like, it's very, very well done. Like, you just said how much you like the 8-track project. I love it. Like, I love they it. do, like, they really, they are, like, great artists. So that's the thing. So it's like, th- that's another reason why I don't really want to, like, necessarily give up on my thing. Because, like, a lot of, all the producers I've seen that come out of Montreal are all really, like doing something like great and mm-hmm. they're not really compromising the, their art so yeah man and so there's tons of other big artists like from montreal that are more like underground that are still like getting it done like tommy cruz and high classified and guys like that too okay so it's like that's the thing about quebec so that's why i'm happy that like i'm a producer because like the producer culture here is beautiful right it's just the rap culture that's kind of off kind of trash <laughs> yeah for yeah, a lack like we do have some dope shit like shout out to like white nut and people like that like we got some we, we do have some good people it's just like what's commercial and what sells here is like so bad it's just like you look at what like sells and is commercial in the states mm-hmm. the bad the bad side of it and just imagine that even worse like a derivative version of that Okay, so what I mean, being that you know the the, the music scene in uh, Montreal is pretty stale. What do you think about the music scene in, in, in Toronto, man? Because I'm I'm really now now, now this is a two part question. Let's be let's be clear. Let's be clear. It, 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 the music scene in Montreal is amazing. I'm talking about the rap scene. The, hi- the hip hop. Ex- let's be clear. You're right. I stand corrected. Yeah, I apologize. Even the hip hop scene is kind of beautiful. We we are one of the greatest cities for graffiti. In the okay, world. I stand corrected. As I stand corrected. Like, we got it down, but it's the rapping aspect, and also breakdance. We got great breakdance okay. shit too. But rapping is like, and I'm not, and like, once again, like, like if you find, you can find a dude on the street in Montreal that's a great fucking amazing rapper. No doubt. But it's like, like, the commercial guys are just so bad. It's just so bad. And also, okay. there, there is absolutely no push for, for English rap. Wow. There's that are like, designated by law that like radio has to play 70% French and like 30% English. Wow, yeah, I, I read about that. You guys had some really um, harsh anti-English uh, laws, man. <laughs> that's- yeah, yeah, for sure. But that goes back to what I was saying. Like, they're scared that like they're going to lose their culture. Right? That's crazy. Well, like, you know, I'm part of that culture too. Like, my English is my second language. I was just about to ask, say, you speak French. Mm, so what, what what were you just saying? I think and I speak in, in that language all, all the time. I'm not saying I'm different and I'm not part of like that culture at the end of the day. Like I am Quebecois. Okay. Like at the end, of, like it's just like we're really hurting in a lot of aspects. Right. A lot of aspects. Okay. So um, let me let me let me continue that question. And thank and look, thanks for clarifying clarifying that for me, man. I didn't mean to uh, say the hip hop scene and. Um, and what you know, in, in, in Quebec is trash. Yeah, it's the rap scene. Just the rapping, just the rapping. Let's make that clear. Let that you know go on record. So, um, uh, um, as now as far as Toronto, because again, you said you're on, you're not that far from Toronto. What do you think about the Toronto rap scene, the commercial uh, side and the um, the underground uh, uh, side, man? What do you think about that? I think the commercial side is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The commercial side is the weekend and Drake. It's like, what can you ask for? How can you ask for better than that? You know, like at the end of the day, even though Drake is commercial, 
We gotta give it to him. He makes good music. Yeah, yeah. He makes yeah. Every now, I mean, it's, it's not really my cup of tea. But I don't, I don't, I don't hate Drake like a lot of um, underground, you know, purists like myself. Like a lot of us, you know, I was talking to a producer the other day, man. And the things that he was saying, I I, I really had to hold my tongue, man, because, you know, at the end of the day, man, music is a feeling and, you know, everybody has their own lane, man. So, you know, I respect it. It's not really my cup of tea, but it's it's a lot much. It's not it's a lot much worse music than than, than Drake, man. And, and Tory Lanez. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily follow any code. And it's like, yeah, he copies a bunch of shit and like steals yeah. from a bunch of different places and stuff. He but does. At the end of the day, it's like. <clears throat> It's not the greatest commercial music ever either. Like, if you look back, like, it's not like David Bowie or some shit. Definitely not. Definitely not. You know, it's, uh, he's got, he's got his tracks. Let's say, let's, maybe you can, you can say his consistency or his shooting percentages off, but it's just like, I'm just saying, it's like, as far as just like commercial rap, if we're talking commercial rap, right? Like, Toronto's got it down. I'm not that familiar with the underground rap, though. I know, you know, shout out to Fallon Press, shout out to, uh, Daniel's son and everybody over there too doing their thing. But it's oh, just like, man. yeah, no, with the, actually, yeah, no, like, Toronto's you know, doing their thing. Like, if you man. think about it, like, yeah. it's just like, like <laughs> they show me like, they show me some deep Toronto like street hip hop sometimes, like not necessarily like the lyrical underground stuff, just like right. street like drill and trap music from Toronto. Yeah, and that shit is crazy. But it's just like I'm not that into it. I don't listen to right. much of it. Right, right. Now, I, I, I uh, shout out to um, uh, Daniel's son, Ace and, East, uh, Ace and Eastwood, man. Huge fan. I'm uh, supposed to be interviewing him tomorrow, man. Um, Cypher Soldier. I, I, I love those guys, man. And I would love to hear those guys over your over your type of production. So, man, maybe you guys can work. All right, go listen to the, go listen to the Falcon Crest and Daniel's son song, Drop Acid. Mm, I haven't heard that. I know about Falcon Crest, but I haven't heard that particular song. Yeah, I think I think Cypher Sosa's on that track too. Man, that might be wrong. I'm gonna check that out because I'm a like I said, man. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of all those guys that you that you just named, man. So, um, we uh, again, man. Wow, man. I can't believe we coming up on an hour, man. I, I've, whew, and we haven't even got to what I'm about to bring up next, man. And you know, you alluded um this gentleman earlier. Uh, he's one of my, he's been one of my favorite MCs for the better. I'll say about 15 years, man. I uh, used to be affiliate of um, the, uh, the A-Team, Joe Budden, Fabulous. Um, he veered off. Um, he, he veered off, but he, to me, in my opinion, he still put out great quality music, man. Um, this guy I'm talking about, man, the one and only Ransom, man. How did that connection come to pass, man? How did you guys link up, man? Well, after I worked with Ido... I got it. I got. I got hit up by Dark Low. Dark Low was like, "Yo, I love what you do." Shout out Dark Low. And me and Low started working off of the Edo tape. Mm-hmm. And not long after, Ransom hit me up in the same way, basically just saying, "Yo, I love the Edo tape. We gotta work." That was like the November, December, two thousand eighteen. Okay. And since then, like we were just like we're going back and forth, back and forth, sending beats. He wasn't even rapping back then. He was trying to, like, plug beats to, like, rappers that he was working with. Like, he, he did a session with Smoke Dizza. He was like, oh, send me a pack so I can play it for Dizza. And, like, nothing came of that, but we just kept talking, talking. And then eventually, like, I just said, fuck it. Like, five months down the line, we're, like, in March 2019. I was like, how much for a verse? And he just gives me a price, shot him the price, I shot him the cash. Um... Then I told him, pick a beat from what I sent you. Like, is there anything you like? Right. And he picked one of the beats I sent him from the Dizza pack, and it became Reaper's Hood. And after that, I put it out. He saw the reception. He saw people were going crazy for it. And he said, listen, keep sending me beats. We might have to do a tape. And just kept sending him beats. And one day we had a tape. Wow, man. That's awesome, man. Because it's, it's... So basically, that... um. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. These, because uh, it's three of them. It's chapter one, uh, scene one, scene two, scene three. Now, all of this music basically came out in, in 2019 because all three of them was released this year. No, 2020. Yes, what I'm saying. No, no. It's no. all made in 2020. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm saying. Just correct me if I'm wrong because I remember uh, scene one came out, man, and... You know, like you said, man, Ransom was really quiet, man. He really took, like, I believe, like a couple of years off, man. And um, 
you know, he came back with a vengeance, man, with that scene one. And that really, that album right there really opened my eyes. So, like, I always respected what you what you did. And I love, you know, I love, like I said, I love the uh, the, um, the Edo uh, project and the Godfahim of... Uh, you know, I, I love I love those projects, man. Your solo uh, projects, but right there, man, like I, I really feel like the um, chemistry between you guys, man. Um, how's the reception, man? How you, how's the reception that? You, uh, how do you feel about the reception that you guys been getting uh, as far as uh, scene one, scene two, and uh, scene three, man? Well, I believe it's my it's my like best body of work for sure, and people that's what people have been telling me. People have just been going crazy, and basically my life, like my whole life, changed basically since I put that shit up. Yeah, man, Joe Budden gave you guys a shout out, man. You get yeah, like, you, yeah, my business is booming. Like I'm doing great now. Man, that's awesome to hear, man. Like I said, man, that um scene three, the uh, the last one came out back in August. Man, I think I I um a partner of my mind. Shout out my boy Mike uh, Mac, man. Um. He, he 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 told me that he's played that album about ten times, man. Like in a row when it when it dropped. He said that is odd. In his opinion, he said that's the the best album that was released this year, man. And you know when someone says something like that, you know me being the type of person I listen to a lot of music, man. I, I was it was hard to really argue with him, man. It was really hard to argue with him, man. Like you guys really, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to give you your flowers on that one right there, man. Um, you know, like I, I feel like the reception, man, is has been beautiful, man. And you guys, um, you know, um, you, you guys have anything else uh, coming up together? Or, you know, you don't have to give me no dates, no names, or nothing like that. But um, you guys are still, you, you guys still working together? Deleted scenes coming soon. Jeez, whoo! Like, Come like, on, man! Like, the, like, Come on! Wow, you heard it here first, man. You heard it here first. Bridging the generations podcast, man. Hey, uh, 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 Nicholas Craven, man, you, you, I, I really appreciate you, uh, uh, chopping it up with me, man. And I can, like I said, man, I can talk to you for, for another hour, man. But, um, before we about to wrap it up, man, what do you think about the current, um, you know, what do you think about the current state of underground hip hop, man? And, and where do you, you know, um, feel your place is at as far as the, uh, the, the uh, you know the state of underground hip hop, man. Because I'm, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing, man. And and, and I hear nothing but great things uh, about you, man. I, I'll just say that, like, right now the state of the hip hop is probably in one of the best places it's ever been. Mm. And to me, and <clears throat> I'm just, I would die happy. After these ransom tapes, honestly, like, like yeah. I've done a lot of good like music that I was very proud of. No doubt, but no doubt. When ransom, like this, when ransom just like you know came out with the, the way he came out with this and what he did to these tapes, it's just uh, yeah. I'm just I'm happy. I'm just yeah, I, I can't ask for more than this, really. Yeah, man, I I I, I love it, man. I, I I just hope that you guys, man, continue to um you know work together. And I and I, I agree, man. Like I'll say this, man. Th- th- these three albums are your magnum magnum opus, man. It's it's almost like when I heard scene one, it caught me off guard, man. I had no idea that you know when I seen your name and ransom, I had no, no idea it was going to be that good. I knew it was going to be good because it's ransom and it's Nick Craven, but you know, I mean. I don't know if you know this, uh, 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 Nicholas Craven, but man, a lot of people have that as as, as their um, top album of the year, man. Like it's very, it's, it's highly critically acclaimed right now, man. All three of them, not just the third one. Yeah, I know. I've seen that, man. It's, it's humbling. It's beautiful. And I appreciate that, man. Well, look, we about to go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Um, Again, where could um uh, the fans find you at, man? On social media, man. Um, you know, music wise or uh, what have you. Uh, Google Nicholas Craven. Everything's there. Instagram, Nicholas Craven eight one nine. Twitter's Nicholas Craven underscore. Uh, YouTube Nicholas Craven. I put out an instrumental beat every day. I'm about to put one out right after this interview. No doubt. Uh, yeah, I put one out in SoundCloud. It's Nicholas Craven also. I put a new beat out every day, SoundCloud, YouTube. 
So check that out if you want to have a new instrumental, seven new instrumentals every week. That's like a beat tape right there, you know? That's why I don't okay. even like the beat tapes. I put out a beat tape every week. Wow. Yeah, I've been I've been following you on on SoundCloud. So a lot of um a lot of up and coming artists, man, they can they can reach you on um they can check out a lot of your stuff on SoundCloud, huh? SoundCloud, YouTube, YouTube, the YouTube's bumping too. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, look, man. Hey, uh, Nicholas Craven, man. I, this is it's been saying it's an honor is will be an understatement, man. I appreciate uh, you being on my platform, man, and I just uh, you know. I, I just wish many, many great things for you, man. I see many great things uh, uh, about to happen for you, man. And I remember before I go, man, you 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 mentioned, and, and I don't know if this is okay for us to mention. So you do have something like really, really, you know, you you got some fire coming. Um, we we talked about the, on on the on Instagram, man. Um, I don't know if you want to share it. I'm bringing that up because I don't know if you want to share it. So I don't know. I'm scared now. Okay, <laughs> but you know what? I don't, I don't, remember, I don't remember what I told you. Okay, let's. Oh, all right, we'll bring it back. We're not going to say this artist's name, but you said, "Hey, you you brought up you brought up you just purchased uh, uh, some verses, and I I got the if I'm if if I'm not mistaken, I could have sworn that I got that answer right as far as that artist." Okay. Okay. All, all right. We go. We hey. Look. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about that. I was. I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send that to you through the. Uh, through a message, man. But you shook your head when I said this artist. And let. I, I want the. Uh, the fans and the audience. Uh, 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 the audience to know that this. Uh, this artist is a legend. He is super dope. Um, everybody pretty much knows him. If you know hip hop, you know. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah this was saturday man because you went on you went on instagram live and you asked the question you know i know you're busy man but you went on instagram live and you i'll tell you, I'll tell you who i bought the verses from go ahead okay yeah yeah no, that, that's okay man that's hey that's all right man i didn't want to i really wanted to say it but you know, it's, hey, at the end of the day, man, we know we, we, we know you out here cooking, you out here working, man. And, and uh, I from the from from uh, my, my mouth to your ears, man. Uh, thank you from for being on this platform, man. And um, I wish many great things for you, brother. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. All right, man. You take care, man. God bless you. All right. Thanks for everything. man. You too. Take uh, care. All right. Peace.